John Kreese, you're under arrest for aggravated assault and attempted murder. You have the right to remain silent. John, what did you do? Hey, it's behind your back. Come on. Hey, hey. Uh, take, take it easy. So worry about a thing. I'm sure I can dig up an old friend or two to help out with Cobra Kai while you deal with your legal problems. You're gonna regret this. I am Cobra Kai. Put him in the car. And don't worry about Lawrence. I'll take good care of him too. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Richard. And I'm Rima. And this is House Podcastica, Cobra Kai edition. This week we're covering Cobra Kai Season 4, Episodes 9 and 10, The Fall and The Rise. Yay. Bittersweet. <laughs> uh, we have a special guest with us this week. It's my friend Dan, who you might remember guested with us last season. He spent many years studying Taekwondo since a young age. And he's been a friend of mine and Richard since like junior high. Hey, Dan. Hey, everybody. Yay. Welcome. Long time ago. Are you still digging Cobra Kai as much as always or not? Well, it's been, I mean, the first season was my favorite, I think, but it's, but this last season was, uh, it was a close, close second. It was was really Mm. good. I liked it a lot. I went on Reddit just to see how people were ranking the seasons and there's no consensus, you know, which I think it kind of shows that it's been pretty good the whole time. Yeah. So people can't decide for me. I would say season one first, then season three, just cause I love that stuff. When Daniel went to Okinawa, then season four, which we just had, but I still think was really good. And then season two for me is a clear dip, but still good. Oh Yeah. I tend to agree with you because every time I I reminisce about the show, I end up on season three when he was in Japan. Yeah. (laughs) It's usually where I end up at. But this season with Terry Silver was pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah, he really brings a lot. Okay. Before we get into talking about the episode, I thought it would be fun to go over Richard's predictions from last week. Oh, oh no. yeah, you you had some good ones. Yeah. Did any so, right? Well, you were on the right track with some of them. So you said yeah. Terry Silver goes to jail, leaving Crease to run Cobra Kai. I mean, mm. the opposite, but I didn't think anyone right. was going to jail. Yeah, well, you can't do that to another guy and not go to jail. I, I <laughs> almost realized. killed the guy. What was he like? He was in a coma, right? Yeah. Um, you said Sam tries the tornado kick and fails. As a result, Miyagi-Do loses. Well, she did the t- tornado kick and succeeded. Wait, no. Did somebody else do the tornado kick? No, she didn't. She did, and she succeeded. Yeah, Sam. But she still lost because Terry Silver cheated. Yeah. So that was the part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. she did lose. And I, I kind of thought Cobra Kai was going to win, and Terry Silver was finally going to get to open all his dojos. Yeah. I yeah, I had a feeling that. he was going to, yeah. <laughs> you said Miguel will run away and seek out his biological father, and Johnny will feel bad and go looking for him, and so he'll miss the tournament, and Eagle Fang, the Eagle Fang kids will have to sit it out. Mm. Well, Miguel went to look for his father. Partly. Yeah. He and- ran away, but yeah. Johnny is a little late and running after him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I just figured 
after all this build up, they, they, all the kids were going to fight, but Miguel left halfway. So it's not yeah. too far off. Uh, you said Robbie and Tori would win the tournament, move in together, have babies and live happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> One of them will. Yeah. Tori won, but yeah, Tori won. Yeah. Eli beat Robbie. So no, no babies. That was unexpected. I thought Eli just wasn't into it this year. I know, but he just needed to get his groove back. Uh, he just needed yep. to get get a smooch from Moon. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. That was it. And then, but Rima had a couple. She said Johnny was Crease's weakness, and that was right. a big point in the episode. Key point it was right on point. And you also said that Terry could only be loyal to Crease for so long. And that was a big point too. Like I'm, I was thinking, did Rima watch this ahead of time? But I know yeah. you wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, I wanted to. Rima's really good not. at predicting yeah. stuff sometimes. And you were also right that there would be no Mike Barnes um, this season. But I think when Terry said, "I'm sure I can dig up an old friend or two to help out with Cobra Kai while you deal with your legal problems," <laughs> he meant oh, Mike, right. Mike Barnes. I think, right. yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't think we'd get him this season, but I thought if they're gonna bring him back, it's gonna be next. I bet it's gonna be next. Yeah, you remember who that yeah. is, Dan? It's from Karate Kid Three. Yeah, yeah, I do. the bad boy. Yeah, boy, that'd be like full circle. Yep, showing up with mm-hmm. the, possibly the last season. The yep. writers are saying they have more story to tell after this, but I guess we'll see. Anyways, all right, that was fun. Let's get into the episode. It's Cobra Kai Season 4, Episode 9 and 10, The Fall and the Rise. In general, Dan, without really getting into it, did you like these episodes? Yes, uh, they were my two favorites, except for the first two. <laughs> of, the, of the season? Of the season, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the first two, uh, like they're about the same. They're, all four were totally awesome. Uh, yeah. I like the those four and the one where Johnny and Daniel had a tournament style rematch. That was pretty oh, awesome too. <laughs> what about you, Rima? I I loved it. it. These last two episodes were kind of like one episode split into two. It's like so a movie it was almost. Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I like that. Um, so yeah, it was it was super exciting. I I'm all about the action. I love seeing all the fighting and the choreography that goes into it. I think all of these young actors are so talented, um, and I think some of them have really come a long way. Um, thought the tournament it, it's always exciting. The tournament they really went over the top. I'm like, man, are karate tournaments really like that? They got the lights mm-hmm. and, and the announcer who's like a like a big ring announcer, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's Cobra Kai. Yeah, Harry yeah, Underwood. right. Yeah, exactly. I thought now I, I, you know, I get it. it's Cobra Kai. It's over the top and it's super fun. But I'm like, is that like a real karate? Fight? I've been to some uh, Taekwondo competitions, but they weren't quite, <laughs> you know, so like so theatrical. So well, well Nico had tournaments. It was more because uh, maybe just because he's a kid, but they would do exhibitions of forms and sometimes the mm-hmm. older kids would have weapons, you know? So it was more like the mm-hmm. opening, they wouldn't actually fight for points, but before that they would have like a bunch of kids wearing like a, a Chinese dragon, you know, like oh, all throughout really? like a line of kids with a big dragon. And then they would have these like gongs, bang, gong, 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 gong like that, you know? Oh, but that would be no, fun no, to like, watch. Carrie Underwood or anything. <laughs> In right. uh, in the karate matches, where they usually have more than one match going on at one time, right? Yeah, 
Do they have like a center stage for like the, the main matches or is it just uh, like all over the place? I don't know. The one the turn I've only been to a few tournaments and but none of them had like a center stage. They no, they would no. have they make a center stage for like uh, performances. Uh, when they when they were doing fights, it was just a bunch of fights everywhere. Cool. Yeah, I mean I think the idea of this is it's a, I don't know, what do you call that kind of tournament where they narrow it down to the final two, you know? Double elimination. The tree, yeah. So mm-hmm. they would have a bunch going on until the end and then everybody would be focused on the main fight at the end. Yeah. I thought it was great. A lot of action, a uh, lot of um, kind of wrapping up some storylines and opening up new ones for the next season. I thought they left it in a, in a really great spot. So I loved it. I yeah. thought it was pretty cool how... Uh, you saw so much fighting and more probably than in any couple of episodes we've ever seen. And mm-hmm. the longest time they've spent on a tournament, including all the movies in season one when they had a tournament. And yeah, to really showcase how far these kids have come. And and not all the fighting was part of the story really necessarily or not in mm-hmm. a big way anyway. But I still thought it was really fun to watch. And just because, yeah, I'm just impressed to see how much skill these kids have. And I kind of feel like I care about them because I've watched them on the show and everything, but it was almost like a, a feeling more towards the actors. Like, good job, Robbie actor. You did a flip, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They were very yeah. athletic. But over, even aside from the fighting, I just thought it was so well done. They're juggling all these characters and all their inner struggles and making little story out of it here and there. And yeah. it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I thought it was incredible. A couple of episodes. What about you, Rich? And it was pretty rad, man, to use an '80s word. <laughs> I'm happy, I, yeah, and I'm I'm happy too. In the end, that these two episodes spent so much time at the tournament with the you know the the, the wonderfully choreographed fighting. It was really well done. Very well. Done. I was into it. You know, I was like, "Who's gonna win? Who's gonna lose? Mm-hmm. It really does matter." <laughs> yeah. And at first, I was I was a little taken aback at the beginning, although because you know it's all about. I was like, "Hey, wait a minute! What? We're just..." Magically at the tournament, what about all the shit that happened in episode eight? Right, they, cool. You know, they spoon feed you enough, a uh, little bit by little bit, so that I, you know, I could stay with it, and I was in the moment, and the, and of course the bombshells at the end really brought it all together. That twist at the end was incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get into our points. What's your first one, Dan? Uh, I think. Well. The two fights at the end were just were totally awesome. Like Rich mentioned, with the choreography and just, um, I mean, you know, it was just totally exciting. It was it was like it was like watching a sports event, and there was a really close match, and it was just I was on the edge of my seat, and um, and then yeah, also the investment in the characters and the music in the in the two fights yeah. was really cool. The lights yeah. and the the camera started filming things more dramatically, more overhead shots or d- dramatic angles and even more like slow-mo. They just really amped up the tension really well. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just that down. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Like, yeah. Like when uh, Sam, she got a point or something and it was two, two, I think. And, and she had, she was in her fighting stance and then she like, cocked her leg and it went (laughs) (laughs) they had great form i thought sam and tori their fight was badass yeah Yeah, i know yes 
They weren't pulling punches. I was. I thought it was really cool they had the girl fight be the last fight, too. Oh, yeah. I love that that, that was the determining, you know, fight. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the main event. Who, who won. Yeah. Yep. It was the high drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, um, Rima, what, what about you? Uh, well, talking about Sam, uh, I like how she was merging the fighting styles, kind of taking what she um, had known from Miyagi-Do. And she grew up on that, right? Because Daniel, um, you know, his that's her dad, and he's been coaching her since she was little. Um, but I love that she was also able to take a lot of what Johnny had taught her um, as well. Um, and I really loved when Johnny was cheering her on, too, um, you know, even though she's you know, not affiliated with Eagle Fang. Um, you know, he still like her sensei too. Uh, so mm-hmm. I love that he was also cheering her on. But it really irritated me though that when Daniel got mad at Sam and saying that she wasn't like doing it the right way. And I was really irritated with Daniel for a, a little bit during that. I think it made up for it later. But in that moment, I was really irritated. I was like, dude, she's not cheating. She's not taking cheap yeah. shots. You know, um, dude, come on. Yeah. And and then um, it's like he was thinking that only his way was the right way. And I'm glad that they changed it there at the end where he kind of realized, you know, that he saw that, you know, Miyagi and remember that, you know, Mr. Miyagi wanted him to find his own way and that it was okay to not be so loyal to Mr. Miyagi's teachings. And, um, you know, Daniel, he's very good and he's a good teacher. Um, but his his weakness, I think, is his absolute adherence to only Miyagi's teachings. You know, he l- lacks that willingness to kind of look outside of himself. And, you know, Mr. Miyagi, he was a wise man and I think wiser than any of the characters in Cobra Kai. And if Mr. Miyagi was involved, everything would have been resolved in season one and we wouldn't have <laughs> <a> show. <laughs> but um, and that's the point, right? But um. So I really liked those scenes with Sam and I liked she really irritated me. I was with you, Rich. I know that you you have not loved Sam a lot this season. And I, you know, she was irritating me a lot, too. But I think that she kind of grew um, here. And I like how she was able to kind of merge that. And I think getting Mm -hmm. beaten by Tori definitely humbled her a little bit. The I mean, all the kids have to do because they have all gone through phases of being kind of the bully and then the nice kid. And I was even watching a scene for uh, I was watching that scene when they were all out in the woods in, I think season two, it was Johnny and Kreese had two teams of Cobra Kai trying to get the bandanas off the other ones. And Miguel at that point was getting more aggressive. And so he's kind of talking like this and beating the shit out of Mm -hmm. people. And I'm like, yeah, you just have to like Hawk. He was such an asshole at some point, just brutally beating people. Mm -hmm. And all they have to do is just soften up and be a little, and like Sam gives her dad a hug and you're like, Oh, I like her again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I did. I I felt that way too a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, that was one of my favorite moments in the in the fight when she when it all came together for her and yeah. and, and as she got to do her own thing. That, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, uh, my point is real similar to to uh, Rima. I you know I got a little bit of a lump in my throat when Daniel finally walked up to Johnny and I was like, oh, what's going to, it kind of took me by surprise the second time. And he admits to needing Johnny's help mm-hmm. right there. And I was yeah. just like, oh, oh my gosh, you know, a little, <laughs> little tear. And then yes. Johnny's apologizes back. And apologizes back. Exactly. Right. And of course, <laughs> that, was a- that is what, what Sam wanted all along so that she, she felt grateful and empowered that her two senseis were now working together. And it yeah. was, uh, it was heartwarming well, to see. I think J- mm-hmm. Daniel, Daniel saying, 
I just want you to be you. That's what did it. That's yeah, all she yeah. needed to hear all, all this whole wanted. time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just wanted to, to like find herself mm-hmm. and, and be her own and not person. have him I try to Johnny, dictate how she, yeah. yeah. Like this is the only way when it's like, well, the, you know, your way is not the only way. And I think Johnny kind of pushed that in her, you know, when he was getting the kids to, which was completely irresponsible, but to like jump the roof. Um, but you know, it's like, are you just always going to do what your mommy and daddy tell you to do, you know, kind of pushing <laughs> her to find her own way. Um, and I, I really like that. I think Sam, you know, is kind of learning who she is and, um, you know, kind of finding her own way a little yeah. bit and not just being dictated by what her parents, you know, and it wasn't that she was doing anything wrong either. It's not like, you know, she was you know being bad or whatever, but yeah, it was really great. Uh, I love that whole uh, fight scene though with her and Tori. It was just absolutely, I, I love you know, watching the girls, um, you know, being empowered like that and and being complete badasses. So totally yeah. fun. I also think, though, it was a bit of a a little bit of Daniel selling out to win the tournament, too, though. Because yeah. he kind of waited till the last match. It was down to the last event. Miyagi like, does needs the win. <laughs> Daniel's like, all right, I know I've said several times not to use Cobra Kai. All right, forget about all that. Just go out and kick her ass. Do whatever it takes. You know? I'm going to lose my dojo. <laughs> not that it really mattered, anyways. Apparently, he has no intention of keeping his end of the bargain either. As we I saw. know. <laughs> uh, I kind of knew he wasn't going to. I didn't know that the the feel that in this episode, but I knew. And how are they going to another season if he, if he, if he's like, okay, I'm done. I figured they'd find some clever way for him to, but he's just like, oh no, I'm not going to keep that agreement. <laughs> Straight up, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Miyagi, I'm still I mean, going to teach. I think um, if if they had, they did say they were going to keep it, then it would be kind of a bummer of a feeling to be left on and wait a year for Cobra Kai to come back. Just thinking, okay, I guess Johnny and Daniel aren't going to have dojos anymore. So I think that's probably why they did it. So you know there was a little fighting spirit left at the end there to all right, cool, let's see what they do. But it made me feel like Daniel, that that's totally no integrity. Yeah. Well, I, I liked it because I cause it because to me it was totally obvious that they were gonna they were gonna not gonna accept the deal and they were gonna and so I like that they just that they just came out with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if they're gonna put a spin on it like he he was with uh, uh, chosen at the end, right? Maybe mm-hmm. maybe he's gonna go back to Japan and do it there, and then come back here in the states and kick everyone's ass. I don't know. To me, I didn't like it because it makes the whole season. The whole season was hanging on that, like, oh god, there's yeah. real stakes here. If we don't win this, we're not <laughs> right. gonna have our dojos. They don't win. Ah, we'll just have our dojos anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll just call it something else. <laughs> yeah, Miyagi Fang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My point is pretty long, but I took a lot of notes and I'm trying to get them all in here. It's um, <laughs> inner battles because Daniel says the biggest battle is always the one within. And I think each character has their own inner battle going on. Daniel, his flaw, as you guys have kind of touched on, is his self-righteousness. He thinks he's better than Eagle Fang and also Cobra Kai. And he was the hero in Karate Kid where everything was black and white, at least to me it was. I never thought Johnny was the hero. <laughs> and he still sees it that way. It's black and white, and he's the righteous hero. And in this tournament, he's struggling with letting go of the need to be righteous and allowing for other possibilities. And it was ridiculous for him to say to Sam, you didn't win the right way when she won the tournament. I mean, like it's like bullshit. But I'm trying to empathize with Daniel. Like, where's that coming from? 
And I think it comes from just how strongly it affected him when Cobra Kai was repeatedly beating the shit out of him back in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he confronts Johnny about teaching Sam, saying, she got to the final, you should be thanking me. And he goes, for turning Sam into someone who can't control her anger. And I think he it just really impacted him that these guys beat him practically to death a couple of times, pushed his bike off the side of the hill, you know, just really dangerous stuff. And that's a traumatic experience that he had. And he remembers Miyagi saying, no such thing as a bad student, only bad teacher. He really took that to heart too. So he's like, if you get a bad teacher, you're going to end up with kids who do this kind of stuff to other kids. That's just ingrained in his mind. For him, Miyagi's way is for good, innocent people. Cobra Kai is for aggressive bullies. Mm-hmm. So that makes me sympathize with him a little bit more, but he's still got that black and white thinking. He's mad at Robbie for teaching Cobra Kai all his secrets. I'm on Robbie's side with that one. I mean, for one thing, if Daniel's mad at Cobra Kai for their style of karate, he thinks kids are better off learning his style, and he should be glad they're learning his style <laughs> if he really cares about the kids. Um, and yeah. also, it's a freaking Plus, tournament. You should. I was going to say, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, you're learning karate. <laughs> and also, everyone learns how to block. It's not that special, but you kind of have to suspend disbelief about that. point is whether it's better to focus on defense and balance versus aggression. But I think that, too, is Daniel stuck in black and white thinking. He wants the bad guys to fight like bad guys and the good guys to fight like good guys so he can prove that his way is better. But... I I thought it was great. By the end of it, he realizes there's not just one way to do things and there's some merit to what Johnny teaches and that he should let Sam be herself and find her own way rather than force her to do what he thinks is right. By the way, that's a challenge for any parent. I, I have, (laughs) I, I, you know, I catch myself yelling at my kids and I'm like, wait, I got to let them find their own way sometimes. Um, but anyway, yeah. Saying I want you to be used that hug moment was so great. And, and it's hard for her to have a father who thinks they always know best and disregards anything you say. So I think that's why it was such a welcome thing for her to hear. Um, and then she said, nothing's working and what style should I use? And he goes, use everything you've learned from me and Sensei Lawrence, all of it. So that's just a man. She becomes a manifestation of the lesson that he's learned and that she learned a while back, by the way, that, you know, you, you can open yourself up to other ways of thinking and doing things. And it's not all back and white. In fact, it's really interesting because one of the great things about the series Cobra Kai is it brings all of this uh, gray area-ness to the black and white story of Karate Kid. You know, everybody's more nuanced and has flaws and good things. And But Daniel is still stuck in the, in the movie <laughs> where it is black and white. And he needs to be brought into the ethos of Cobra Kai, the show, where it's more nuanced and you can, you it's okay to like some things that Johnny do and team up with him and everything and yeah. so yeah that that moment with them just i mean i was especially I don't know if he's going moved. to though i mean he's he's teaming up with chosen now he's gonna double down yeah. on miyagi Do man well as long as the show goes on people have to revert back to their worst selves or else yeah. if they're just <laughs> you know what i mean that's what i kind of don't like about keeping it going forever because characters need arcs and then they're supposed to be like okay i finally arrived at this place of peace the show's over <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but anyway um no i think that's enough about daniel so crease uh there's a lot of focus on johnny's resentment of having been made to fight dirty and it was really interesting where crease is like i wanted you to be a champion that's why you had two points down you were about to lose and i knew you, you would uh what do you say like go down 
a, a dark hole or spin out or on this or whatever. And it's I was spiral. right. Yep. Yeah. Spiral. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I think he realized actually what made Johnny go down the spiral was when I beat the shit out of him in the parking lot. <laughs> and also, <Yeah. laughs> and someone also, who's like a father figure to you, yeah. beat you up in the parking lot and call you a loser. And, <laughs> but also that he made him fight dirty because then, you know, when, uh, Terry Silver's telling Tori to fight dirty and he's like, just let her do what she wants. He's, this is him trying to turn over a new leaf and develop a heart and, Martin Cove said that was his favorite part. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. He wants Crease to be a nicer person. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? Do you want him to be a nicer person? I mean, if we got if we have Terry Silver coming back and we thought, you know, he was gonna be because he started out like he was all Zen and seemed like in a good place and then Crease kind of brought it all back and now we've got Crease who was the baddie and, you know, now kind of having a heart, it's like, oh, Kind of switching roles. Uh, I mean, why not? It'd be a, a nice change of pace to see Crease be a good guy, not manipulating everyone every time he we turn around. A heart. <laughs> yeah. He might just be it's in like jail. Like the Tin Man. Um, and then with Johnny, and I kind of put Johnny and Miguel together because they're pretty closely tied with their inner struggles. It's kind of the op- opposite sides of the coin or something. Where Johnny fucked up is he didn't realize Miguel was doubting that Johnny really cared about him. Yeah. And Miguel thinks he's just a tool for Johnny to make himself feel better, like Robbie said, and also just to try and prove that his dojo can make it and that his style is better and all that. So Miguel feels like he's being used, I think, and unseen and not cared about. And um, it's that's kind of interesting because that's ex- kind of close to what Johnny felt like Kreese did to him. Exactly. Right? Yep. <laughs> And and then with Robbie and Johnny too, like Robbie, his inner struggle is about he had all this anger inside of him and he was trying to take Kenny under his wing, but he now says it's like looking in a mirror and that Kenny's just, Cobra Kai made it worse and Kenny's just a total monster now. And so it's it's similar. Like I like, that was sort of good for Robbie. I, I understand why Robbie came back to Johnny and was more open to him because he kind of had a little experience of being a parent himself. And that's what happens when you are a parent, you become more sympathetic towards your own parents. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) that was a prediction that I got right too about Kenny. I kept saying that Kenny is just a vehicle for Robbie to discover. Yeah. Cobra Kai. I thought about you having said that. Yeah. And I think they will still give Kenny, you know, his own little story and everything, but I think you're right. Especially for this episode. It was more about Robbie. What happened with Kenny said more about Robbie than anything else. But yeah, he looks so evil when he had that grin at the end. Like it reminds me of Hawk, how Hawk could be so brutal. And then now he's kind of cool. Kenny is even more extreme because when he first came (laughs) on, he seemed so great such a cool little kid and now he seems like a horror movie villain yeah (laughs) absolute power corrupts absolutely (laughs) but johnny anyway johnny uh so johnny realizes that he didn't he didn't do the right thing with miguel that he didn't make him feel cared about but it's too i thought that was the first thing they were going to address was you know when uh uh johnny was uh you know piss piss your pants drunk and miguel put him to bed and then you know, he says, I love you, Robbie. Robbie that was such yeah. a powerful moment. Mm-hmm. Miguel was teared up. I thought that was like going to be the first thing they addressed, but then they kind of, you know, they showed 
give you a hint that Miguel's been sitting on it for a while and Johnny is oblivious because he probably doesn't remember any of it. So I thought, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Well. I mean, I think that was because uh, Miguel, he said to Miguel, I think I understand. What did he say? Like what, what's troubling you or something? Yeah. And Miguel's like, oh, really? Expecting him to say that. And he goes, yeah, your thing with Sam. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. the fact that, that he didn't address it was kind of why Miguel left at the end. Because Johnny was clueless, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, but it yeah. was—I still think it was pretty dumb when Johnny's like, because Miguel's getting ready to go fight Eli, and Johnny's like, "He may be your friend, but if you want to win this thing, you're gonna have to beat him." And Miguel's like, "Whose side are you on?" I'm like, "Shut up! It's a tournament. Yeah. You gotta beat him." Yeah. I, yeah, I felt the same way. I was like, "What do you? What do you expect? What's everyone's expectations at this tournament?" Jesus. Yeah, it gets a little bit forced sometimes. Um, Eli, I thought you know his, his inner struggle is that he lost his confidence after what Robbie and Tori did with him, and I'm glad he missed that board. I think that was the first mess up that we saw, and then mm-hmm. penis breath like threw a staff at somebody or something. Um, yeah, but it, and he bows and runs off the stage really quick. Sorry. But it gave Eli somewhere to come back from. And I was glad he won. It was unexpected, but it was freaking cool. Totally. And he beat Robbie. Robbie wins out as the best. Say, yeah. yeah. Beat Robbie. That was great. I mean, he was triggered, you know. He was, he was trying to kick some ass. The shirts came off and everything. <gasps> he got, I mean, Moon gave him a kiss and then he went and beat the shit out of, uh, Kyler, like three points in a row, got serious. <laughs> oh, that was good, dude. Deserved it. And the last one is, uh, and it was a little bit Deus Ex Machina, I think, with Moon being like, "Oh, I want to be your girlfriend again." But I, Cock was she left him because he was an asshole, and now he's humble. So yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, hopefully, it must be pretty hard to back. do karate with a big old heart on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, and then last is Tori. I, I really think there wasn't a lot of focus on her inner struggle, but I re- did notice when she was looking at that trophy at the end and just so beaming with pride. And I remembered yeah. that she told Robbie, if I could just win this one time, I could look at that trophy and know I was best at something, you know, a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago. So she's all riding high on that and then finds out she didn't actually win. And it was a big cheat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She can't ever win. Build them up, tear them down. Rip them down. <laughs> so that's inner battles. Dan, you got another one? Feel free to just touch on anything I've already talked about, too. Uh, well, I wanted to say something about what you were saying with the with Robbie. I mean, um, Miguel and uh, and Johnny. Uh, uh, like you were saying, how they they got a little too. I don't know, like over attached or just kind of put too much into the relationship or something. And I think it was because of their dad issues, both of them, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they were both, um, you know, uh, Johnny was trying to make up for the fact that he wasn't a good father to Robbie and, and Miguel was trying to find his father kind of. And so they, they kind of uh, put too much into the relationship to, you know, I mean, there was something, there's something they have, they have a really strong bond, but, they were kind of looking for a, a, an empty space in them both in each other that they weren't going to find. Kind of I mean, I don't, th- I don't really think they put too much into it, but I think that both of them and probably more Miguel looks at Johnny and says, Oh, he's got this hole to fill. So am I just, uh, uh, I could be anyone, you know, does he really care about me? And maybe Johnny, I don't think Johnny looks at Miguel and thinks that too. Like, Oh, he's missing a father. I don't think he really thinks about it because yeah. he's Johnny. But, um, mm-hmm. but I think, Johnny actually does care about Miguel in particular, even though 
it think is so. it is true what Miguel's saying that Johnny probably wants to just make up for what what happened with Robbie, and he sees Miguel as a way to do that. But I also think he wouldn't do it if he didn't really care about Miguel. So I think it's mm-hmm. great. I think I mean, he's also involved with Carmen. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I'm sure is going to have uh, an influence on him too. You know, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, well, got to make my girlfriend happy. Yeah, it all like, and then if they, but the, for then the question, like the, in the real world, if you're dating someone, sometimes people don't want you to meet their kids for a while because what if it doesn't work out? So that's where it could get complicated if they get really close and then Carmen and Johnny break up. Yeah, mm. yeah no, I, yeah, that would probably be worse. Yeah, I think no, I I think that. It it almost does make up for that empty space in them a little bit because it's a real relationship. That's a yeah, you know, yeah. And so in, in a way, you know, it's kind of. But yeah. Miguel doesn't trust it. I don't think because Johnny is an idiot and he can't articulate <laughs> himself. And he only talks about the stuff that gives Miguel doubts. He calls him Robbie when he's drunk, and he's tell in the locker room saying, "Come on, you got to show that we're that you know, Eagle Fang's the best." And yeah. It's definitely his own worst enemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan, was that your point or did you have another one? Uh, I have another point. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I liked nine and 10 because, well, like I said, I, I was telling you guys beforehand that the first two episodes were totally awesome and I was totally blown away. And then episode three, I was a little bit disappointed um, that it wasn't, I wasn't on par and, and, I, and then like three through eight, I was kind of waiting for it to get better again. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then nine and 10 came and they were not only just as good as one and two, but they made me like three through eight better. <laughs> a lot oh, of yeah. Yeah. That that I sense. thought in three through eight that were just kind of like, it seemed like just kind of like fill or something. Uh, even the of, even the tournament style rematch when Johnny and Daniel got their geese back on and oh yeah I mean that was kind of fun whatever but uh, that, that was probably <laughs> one of the best parts of of the three through eight but I I didn't I didn't feel like they had a, as much depth as the first two or the or like nine and ten and yeah. and I and I I I just felt like they were sometimes like just doing stuff that was just fill while they're waiting for the end tournament type of thing. But the way they did nine and 10 and the fact that they started nine with the tournament um, and just really developed it so well and kind of brought in all that stuff that happened in three through eight made me like three through eight better. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd say like the redeeming qualities of nine and 10 were another one of my points. That's true, huh? They did it like, like they tied up the whole season in a nice little neat bow and then introduced a whole new set of messed up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think to start we, next season. We kind of felt the same. I remember when we covered 3 where we were all like, "Well, that was good, but not as good as the first two. But um one thing, I think podcasting about it really helps you appreciate it more because we're digging into all the details and we notice things. Mhm. Because I, I agree the middle part wasn't as good as the beginning and the end, but I still thought it was a great season. Yeah. I'm glad we don't binge watch it either. I think you would, I would get tired of all the superficial drama if you yeah. just kept watching it over and over mm-hmm. and over again. <laughs> I want to keep watching, but I agree. I know. It's, it's hard not it's, to. <laughs> it, you appreciate it more when you have time to think about I it. I think stuff. so. I think so. Absolutely. Okay. Everyone needs to. 
join that philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense too because I there I like three through eight better because I it kind of brought out those details and their their importance, like you guys were doing when you were analyzing it. <laughs> um, yeah, right. I didn't bother with as much until I got to nine and ten. Yeah. Hey, Rima. All right. Well, my next point, uh, when to uh, kind of bring back one of Miyagi's quotes and lessons, uh, there are no bad students, only bad teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, one really great thing about Cobra Kai is they always kind of bring something from Karate Kid or one of the Karate Kid movies and or something that Miyagi uh, would always try to teach um, into Cobra Kai. And they really did a good job in, I think, anyway, in this season. Because from the season three finale, you know, we were, you know, they were really building us up for this team up between Daniel and Johnny. Like we thought, oh, wow, you know, this is going to be so cool to see Daniel and Johnny like come to the next level, take the students to the next level and see these two finally come together after like, you know, butting heads um, all the first three seasons. But that didn't quite happen because there were these constant arguments uh, between um, Daniel and Johnny um, and there was no real merger between Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang. They just kind of fell apart. Um, and then, you know, we got Terry Silver and John Kreese. Didn't really go that well together. And it led to this betrayal that we got there at the end. And who was caught in all of that crossfire? The kids. And they were all affected. You know, Miguel and Sam, you know, they both wanted to learn the opposite styles, but they kept getting discouraged by both of their senseis. You know, Daniel mm-hmm. didn't want Sam to go learn Eagle Fang, and Johnny got super jealous when Miguel was, you know, training with Daniel, and he, they were both resistant to them learning um, those other styles. And it was so much that, you know, Sam got really unsure of herself as, as to what techniques to use when she was in the finals. And then Miguel didn't, you know, have that confidence to be able to return to the match after his injury. Um, right. And then we had Cobra Kai's um, two, two of their best dudes who Robbie and Tori, right? They were also failed. Um, you know, t- you know, Terry pointed out how Crease, you know, really kind of saw Robbie as like a replacement, you know, for Johnny never really saw him as like, like just him as a, as an individual, um, just as you know, who he thought of, you know, kind of like making up for um, uh, Johnny, you know, and kind of using him as the same uh, that he did. Um, back in the day and Tori who did not really have Crease's true support and she was just looking for some validation that never came and then um, learning that Terry Silver bribed the referee you know her victory just lost all of its meaning and I think after what we're probably going to see in season five what I think is going to happen in season five is that she's going to totally lose her trust in in Cobra Kai um so I don't know. I, I but I thought it was interesting that um, you know, how there were at least a couple of characters that did learn the lesson, um, that there is no right or wrong philosophy. And Jason, you talked about it in your point, um, you know, that kind of learning your own path, and that was Robbie and Eli, who were the two strongest, I think, fighters um on the show and really kind of won out. Um, even though Robbie lost the tournament, I think that at least by the end, he kind of learned um, that lesson. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Just interesting to see, you know, everybody, all the teachers kind of struggling um, here and the kids, you know, mm-hmm. kind of dealing with that fallout. Rima, stop. You're ruining the episode for me. 
<laughs> Why? I don't want to empathize with the kids. I want the adults to be right, damn it. I know. I, I think you're mostly right. In fact, if none of these guys ever taught karate, these kids would be so much better off probably. But I also think there's a little bit of the gray area ethos of Cobra Kai seeping into Miyagi's teaching too, because I think these kids have gotten some good things out of it, especially like Dimitri. Look at him. Kicks yeah. ass. That was so cool. You know? The way he fought, he looked like a Bond villain or something with his, uh, he has a long reach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lanky arms He's and legs. long and so lanky. Yeah. I think they're all getting some confidence out of it and some companionship and, uh, 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 companionship and also just learning through struggle. <laughs> I guess if you could call that a benefit. It wasn't all bad. I didn't mean for it to be all bad. But I mean, I good. take your point. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, really yeah, yeah, really good kids point. up in some ways. <laughs> Although as an actual teacher, I will say that that's right most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes there's some kids that you just can't get through to. Yeah, I, I will totally agree with you on that. That is for sure. <laughs> but for the most part, yeah, you got good teachers. You're gonna have good students. And also, I know like Dan, he loved Spanish, but had a shitty Spanish teacher in high school and decided not to do Spanish for a long time after that. Right. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That was a memory. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was totally passionate about it in junior high school. And then I, I said, I want to do like, you know, extra Spanish classes in high school. And, and then I got this teacher in 10th grade and he was just a jerk. And I didn't, I didn't do any Spanish until I got to college. <laughs> oh man. Who was it? That's a bummer. <sighs> what was his name? I can't remember. Oh, was a he? Yeah, I had the I had the lady Spanish teacher. Oh, I actually in my senior year I took I took Spanish class again, and and I liked my Spanish teacher, and that's what motivated uh, me to keep doing more. Get going, cool. keep going. I had a my, I took French from Mademoiselle Yagi, who was Japanese. Mm. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right, Rich. Uh, let's see. You know, uh, it was uh, the ref. <laughs> I said, take a minute to address the referee there. That mm. I, just because, all right, it's not that big of a point, but I want to pat myself on the back because I'm usually oblivious to what the hell's going on during the episode, right? But this time, no joke, I caught it, man. When Tori kicked Devin in the quarterfinals and Johnny was like, come on, Riff, she was out of bounds. And they like briefly showed it that she was out of bounds. I was like, uh oh. Hey man, that ref, there's something wrong with that ref. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That ref isn't cool. Like I immediately called it. So I was like, uh, wow, I'm proud of myself. I got that. that is cool because good observation. when Sam was out, it was totally clear that she, yeah. it was not that the ref made a bad call. And I but I didn't catch that first call until I watched the episode the second time. And Johnny said and I thought, yeah, the first time when I heard him say that, I thought it was just Johnny being Johnny. He's gonna yell at the ref yeah. no matter what. But you're right. <laughs> Sweet. And then the mm-hmm. second time. Well, and it was, it was the same ref. It was the ref from his first tournament, oh, yeah, right? Of course. And I thought he did a great job then. So I was like, oh, this dude's flawless. He's come back. All right, it's going to be a good tournament. And then the second time when Sam and, and Tori were duking it out, I was like, there's something up. And then the elbow to the face and the it, that should be a warning, right? But the ref was just like, uh, I mean, that should be a, a, a point deduction. But the ref just calls a, a warning on it, right? And I was mm-hmm. totally, all right, this guy, there's something shady about the ref. It's going gonna, it's gonna to affect the tournament. And, and, and it totally sucked, like you said, Jay, for Tori to see the exchange between Silver and the ref when she went back into the locker room. 
and realizing she may have one on a false pretense. I mean, did you, did you suspect build him up, tear him down? Did you suspect that Terry Silver has something to do with it? No, no, I, I didn't think about why the ref was not doing well, but I knew that he was doing something bad. I thought maybe at first it was the uh, the uh, council, you know, the four dorks that were in charge of putting the tournament together. <laughs> well, thought maybe they were trying to play an angle or something. I wasn't sure, but when when Terry told um, Tori that he's not going to call anything on you, yeah. it'll just be yeah. a warning. Trust I was me. like, yeah. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> I I missed um, all that. I I mean, I just thought after Tori won, I was like, holy shit, Tori won, and I'm like, but it's kind of not a decisive win because Samantha should have won because of that bad call, and that's as far mm-hmm. as I got. I didn't. Go an extra step to think that the ref was on the take. <laughs> well, were you surprised when you saw tar- tor- uh, Terry with him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then it made me think, um, I hope Johnny and Daniel find out that happened. Oh, yeah. That would be justification so they don't have to stop teaching, huh? Well, they're not going to anyway, but yeah, they could right. at least then feel better about their decision to not abide by it. Yeah, the yeah. Unit. That's why, man. That's yeah, why, knew, right there, I man. I saw. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my turn. Yeah. All right. A few moments that I made note of regarding just the fighting, which we've talked about a lot, so I won't repeat anything. But I thought it was great to see the classic Cobra Kai tournament uniforms. I'm glad they yeah. only bust those out during the tournaments. They're so cool looking. But mm-hmm. you only get them sparingly. And I thought the Eagle Fang uniforms were pretty cool too. What do you guys think? I like the red. The red, yeah. The red with the single black mm-hmm. sh- uh, stripe going down instead of both sides. I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't really see what what was on the back. Was it an eagle? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. eagle Giant with fangs. fangs. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Um, I thought it was really fun to see, like Dan was kind of alluding to, the fights have more significance because of what's come before in the show. So uh, Eli versus Kyler is a guy versus his former bully, you know, used to call him Lip all the time. Robbie, and they, and they, they never fought before. I think Kyler fought Miguel back in season one mm-hmm. and Eli was just a, little, a nerd at that point, not, not a fighter. And then Kyler came back in season three. And by that time, Eli was Hawk and he was a scary bully that even Kyler was kind of freaked out by, but I don't think they ever fought until now. So that was a long time coming and Eli just kicked his ass, which was great. Um, Rob, Robbie versus Kenny is teacher versus student, but man, Robbie kicked him so hard. He yeah. uh, break his neck. He went to a bad place. Did you see? He was triggered. Like uh, he was, he was kind of taking it easy, and he went back to his corner. And what they say to him is like, "Are you facing your friend or your opponent?" And he just like, yeah, turned into the Terminator right. or something. It was like, Brr. he was so like angry. the Winter Soldier. He was like, he said the keyword or something. <laughs> then I could see Terry Silver coming over, and go, dude, I didn't mean that. Like. Yes, I'm a bad guy, but geez, don't murder someone out there. <laughs> yeah, I was cringing when he's doing that. If you do, yeah. frame someone else for God's <laughs> yeah. sake. Yeah, little, put it on someone else. A little more. It was scary to see Robbie go that far because I'm like, dude, he's you know clearly he's a lot more inexperienced than you. He's more of an amateur than what you are. 
And you can get a point without like yeah, uh, annihilating you can, you can someone. <laughs> you can score a point without like taking them out. But later he's in the locker room just kind of wiping his nose. So I guess he's fine. Um, Miguel versus Eli. That's two friends competing. That was really cool. And I love how they did a yeah, little fist bump. Like and yeah. You're not going to go easy, right? Okay, cool. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then Sam versus Tori, they've just had so much tension building up over the course of the series and they, they this longtime rivalry and it's kind of a rematch because they had that really brutal fight at the end of the Karate War that they flashed back on when the camera's going around in a circle just like it was back then. It's been building up a long time. Yeah, that all worked really well. Yeah. That was a pretty good way to end the ninth episode too with Miguel on his back screaming, Sensei! Oh well, I was like, "Oh my god, did he break so his back?" Did again? anybody? Yeah, was I the only one that freaked out in that moment, thinking, "Oh my gosh, he's he's like broke his back again or something?" I mean, to me, it was. It made me think because it's only been a year since the last tournament, even though two seasons have happened. Two seasons, yeah. Eli. I mean, um, Miguel has broken his back and then almost died, and then been through physical therapy, and then you know, everything else that happened in season three. And um, now he's back at the tournament fighting. So I thought, oh, that's maybe that's really irresponsible of Johnny to have him here. It sounded like his spine broke. You hear crunching, right? (laughs) And then and then in the next episode, it starts off with a brain scan. But it's uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, right. And then it's like, nah, he's fine. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a pulled, just pulled muscle. muscle, pulled but, a muscle. Yeah. Uh, You're right. I kid. was totally relieved. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I thought at first when he was injured, I'm like, well, Daniel gets injured in Karate Kid when they when Bobby kicked him in the leg and. He's backstage, and you're wondering if he's going to fight again, right? And Miyagi does his Reiki healing thing or whatever. Well, right. And yeah. so I was wondering if it was like that, but then it's like, no, it seems much more serious. And then when it just turned out to be a pulled muscle, okay, it is kind of like that. And I'm like, I want to see if Johnny will have his version of the Miyagi Reiki healing. And he mm-hmm. throws him some ointment and goes, rub some of that on it. so i think that was it but it was also a bit of a flip-flop because in karate kid miyagi's telling daniel you don't have anything to prove but daniel says yes i do i'll never feel right for myself so danny wants to fight daniel wants to fight but uh, miyagi has to be convinced here it's johnny that has something to prove come on you need to hurry up and get out here and and show your back who's boss yeah miguel's not so sure if he wants to and in karate kid it's like daniel larousse is gonna fight but here it's like miguel diaz is not gonna fight (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was like a flip-flop um eli and robbie uh was a great fight we've talked about some but i just think it's notable that I didn't like either one of these characters much until this season. So if this fight had been last season, I wouldn't have cared nearly as much, but now I kind of <laughs> like right. both. So it was much cooler to watch. And, and when they take off their geese and they're going bare chested, it's kind of funny. The ref just like shrugs. Yeah. Gives okay. e- Eli a chance to show off his Hawk tattoo again. It's like, hey, it's the old, it's the old Valley. It's like when Devin was like, hey, they have a countdown clock. Kind of dramatic, isn't it? And it's like, yeah, it's the old Valley. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be over the top. I think that was also a sign of Robbie kind of reject, starting to reject Cobra Kai, too. Like, get this away from oh, me. I, oh, oh, yeah, I totally huh? believe Taking that. Yeah. 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 Kind of like stripping the Cobra Kai. Yeah. yeah. And he's being his own 
like man yeah. in that. And moment. I almost yeah. feel bad cool. that he lost because that's the second time losing. I thought it was just for their gratuitous ab shots. I'm sure that's part of it. That yeah. wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bonus. Okay, Sam and Tori. So yeah, they did the cool, the girl fight last. I thought that was great, and um, I like that Robbie, even though he needed a minute after he lost, he pulled it together and came back out to support Tori. That was cool. I was thinking Samantha was going to win, uh, maybe, but then I—I uh, I was pretty—I was pretty convinced she was going to lose. Well, and then what? Well, then I got right. nervous when she was doing well because Dad and Johnny teamed up, and I was like, "Oh, well, maybe she will win." Shoot, there goes my predictions. <laughs> she kind of did win, but because they cheated, she lost. So we're kind of yeah. Like, well, she also won for herself. Fight. Yeah. But Tori was bouncing around, kind of like Dutch in Karate Kid, and. Sam is still and focused, like more like Daniel towards the end. And it was just a fucking badass fight. Mm-hmm. I guess we've already talked a lot about it, but yeah, it was great. I, I, liked, it. I liked in that fight and in the other and the boys' fight, how just the style combinations, like how they were able to bring both together and how they, mm-hmm. how all, all, how they all struggled with which one should I use and, and, <laughs> and go back to their uh, senses. And like, hey, he's not doing what I expected him yeah. to do. He's like, being aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, and they kept, yeah, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And basically they're saying, we'll use whatever works. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, a, like a good adult would. Yeah. I don't know. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Do your best. Get out there. Yeah. Go win. Mm-hmm. Stop asking me all these hard questions. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> when when uh, when uh, Eli said uh, asked Danielson, um, "You got any advice for the last for the last point?" And it, I didn't think that that was like very. I I, I mean, I liked what he said because he was like, "He's like, go kick give it all you got." That. And, I, and I, so I like that you said that, but it, it seemed like it needed to come with a little more, you know, detailed <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah, I almost expected him to go, but what should I do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but wait. It wasn't the wisdom I was expecting <laughs> in that moment. Okay. Uh, Dan, got any more? Um, well, I have the, uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit already, but the, the Robbie and Johnny moment at the end really got me. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. just a really well done, I thought, well written and well acted. And just mm-hmm. um, uh, just the content of it was really heart-wrenching and, and feel good. And it was, it was really good. Uh, yeah, the time. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, Johnny is like, you should blame me for, I forget what, all of that. And he's like, I'm sick of blaming you, dad. Oh, man. That was, yeah. That's exactly what so that, that tugged the heartstring, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. I'm sick of blaming you, dad. It's like, wow. Don't hear that. That's what every dad wants to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But you never hear it. Right? Yeah. No kidding. It was good, Which though. After- I blame you for everything, dad. <laughs> I learned it by watching you. Took him a long time to get there, but it was good after four whole seasons, you know, this, yeah. you know, bitterness and anger that Robbie's had. And it, it finally, like, like you pointed out, Jay, that, you know, it kind of almost took seeing what he, what ha- was happening with Kenny for him to yeah. kind of realize, you know, that and it kind of, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was good to see us like, finally after four seasons, you know, we finally kind of get, to, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I hope in season five, mm-hmm. I hope that they get to be able to 
build, you know, from there a little bit. I wonder if Johnny will stay like this emotionally mature though. Cause he was like at his most emotionally mature this episode where he's apologizing to Daniel. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. I freaked out when I saw you bonding with Miguel, but uh, I realized that he, I, you guys had a good thing and I stepped in and all this. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. John. I don't know if Johnny can keep that up for very long. <laughs> I think he goes back and forth. He kind of yeah. reaches those moments and then he kind of reverts back a little bit. And then he kind of like comes back. Do. And yeah, I would say he's, he's human <laughs> and he's Johnny. We love him. So. Yeah. Even, even in the beef of things, he still is like, what's an Uber? It's like a taxi. He's, he's, he hasn't changed. His delivery is, I just love it. He just gets away with it. Just like, so like, what's an Uber? And then just like, keeps going with it. I just, and she's like, it's like a taxi, you know, it's like, it's just it's not important right now. Yeah. It reminded me of the, like the old airplane jokes, you know, the hospital. What's that? It's it's, it's, it's a, a big building with patients in it. That's not important right now. He, he, he has a delivery. It reminds me a lot of Leslie Nielsen. And I think that's mm-hmm. what I really love. Because mm-hmm. I love Leslie Nielsen and airplanes. One of my all time favorite movies. He's got that delivery. And that's why he just always cracks me up. I love Good it. Straight man. Mm-hmm. I told Daphne if asked if I could come on Run for Your Lives and talk about airplane, but she said no. So maybe we should oh. do it on another podcast. We should we should just do it. I love airplane. I, I oh god, it was one of my favorites growing up. Yeah, and still, so and good. I was so excited when Julie was finally old enough to watch it because, you know, a little raunchy, but um, but yeah, one of my all time favorites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of those jokes I don't think would fly today. When you're blowing up the inflatable autopilot, the co-pilot gets a big smile yeah. on its face. Or speak and yep. jive. Uh, <laughs> no, nope. but it's that. Dude Cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we? I'm kind of lost. Dan just went right, so yeah, me. Okay, well, I want to talk a little bit about um, what's going to happen in season five, or maybe predictions, or what we think, or hopes. Hopes, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know if I have any hopes or I don't even know if I have any predictions, but just kind of where they left it off because, you know, and Rich, I, I think you, you said it. They've, well, good. I, I, I want to hear it. I want to hear everyone if, if you have them, but, you know, where we kind of wrap up a lot of things for season four, but we've opened up a lot for season five. So, mm. you know, Cobra Kai won and Johnny and Daniel aren't allowed to have their dojos, but Chosen can, right? Is that a loophole? Oh, yeah. Is that a loophole? Can well, Chosen maybe, yeah. open a. Dojo That'd be and good. like Johnny and Daniel, like they all three their... kind of team up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good point. So I would I'm feel thinking, better about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking that's right. a loophole because yeah, he can, he can open a dojo. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, you know, Terry bribed the ref. Will Tori tell about what, what she saw, what she heard and could Cobra Kai get banned from the tournament again? Uh, good question. It'll Tori come out in some way. I think it's going to come She's out. I don't know um, if Tori will come out with it, will she? I, I don't she's know. she's trying to be good. She's trying to do good. Well, which also makes me wonder, could Tori maybe join Miyagi-Do? I'd love to see her enter Daniel's tutelage. Yeah, it's possible. She's starting mm-hmm. it's kind to of going, warm up to Amanda, right? Yeah, her and Amanda are getting to be chummy. Amanda's kind of helping her out. We, we, we haven't seen, which we don't have to see everything, but it sounds like Amanda... You know, is even talking to her, but her mom's doctor when she said, I, "I talked to doctor whatever the name was," and I was like, "Well, who's this person?" I'm guessing it's her her mom's doctor. And then she said, "Yeah," and they hooked me up with a, um, or maybe it's a therapist or something. I'm not sure. 
therapist. But, yeah. um, is it That's therapist? It is, okay. Yeah. And that they helped her get a volunteer to help out with her mom. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, there's some more like things happening between those two where, you know, Amanda's helping her out, but we just haven't seen it all on screen or whatever. So I think, you know, and seeing how Tori's kind of, you know, kind of coming around a little bit uh, and I think wants to do better. I think that would be interesting. Um, maybe another loophole. Now, I, I agree. I don't I don't really want them to go back on their pact. That's why I'm thinking maybe Chosen will open the dojo. But, you know, they made the pact with Crease. They didn't make it with Silver. And Crease is gone, at least for the moment. Uh, yeah. And he might actually another support loophole. them fighting Silver, too. Yeah. So... Um, and then freaking yeah. Terry Silver, so so good. I've loved, loved having him on this season. It has been absolutely amazing. Thomas Ian Griffith has really knocked it out of the park. But I'm thinking, what the hell decrease unleash in this dude? He's out there. <laughs> right. um, he totally um, turned Crease in and and betrayed him and blamed him for uh, beating him. up. Yeah. And he's and then this is what got me too. He's out there looking to like really hurt people. Did, did you guys see that? You know, he's encouraging Tori to fight dirty, um, mm-hmm. even after we knew that he had um, like he'd already bribed the the ref. There was no need for Tori to like go in and be super dirty and cheat he's or anything sadistic. like that. Yeah, he's absolutely sadistic. And I'm thinking, oh god, this dude is. Like, but it's yes. fun. It's kind of fun. I know it's kind that's of fun. How he but I'm was thinking, oh in shit, Karate Kid Three. I want them to feel pain. I know. Bleed. And he can't blame it on the coke this time. Like uh, he was. All, he know. was like, well, as far as we know. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. And then I wonder, could Crease, if he's not in jail, team up with Johnny and Chosen? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know about that. I was. Johnny and Chosen. Well, there's the, you mean Daniel Johnny and Chosen? Daniel and Chosen, and I well, because I think Johnny, yeah. Johnny, Daniel, and Chosen are all going to kind of team up, but um, team up with Daniel. I and could Chosen. see that if Johnny would allow. Wow. What if it just it just occurred to me? What if all of them have to team up together, and all the kids have to team up together to beat whoever Silver brings in his quote unquote friends? You know, maybe they're the super duper karate dudes and. All the people we've loved and hated are going to have to team up to beat them. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're maybe. Enemy's, I think enemy is your Yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. So it'd have to be Cobra Miyagi Fang Do. <laughs> well, one line that I think is going to mean something is when Terry, as you know, the cops are carting off Crease. Terry says, "Don't worry about Lawrence. I'll take good care of him too." Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. "What's he? Go, what does that mean? Is he going to try yeah. to turn him like he did with Daniel? That would be interesting. Lawrence. Like he did Johnny Lawrence, yeah. like he did with Daniel when, when in Karate Kid Three. You know, is Robbie's last name or something? What's Robbie's last name? Is it Lawrence also? Or is he? Talking I don't about know, Johnny? but I think he was talking about Johnny. Yeah, because he's talking about how Johnny's his weakness and everything." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Johnny, and then he also doesn't like Daniel. So, do you guys have any thoughts about season five predict predictions or what we might see based on the end there? I just hope that that Terry Silver is back to his full on hardcore snake in the grass villain, just excited, you know, wanting to inflict pain and all this because when I heard he was coming back, I didn't want them to do the Cobra Kai treatment where they humanize him and give him a gray area. But then I've ended up liking it a lot this season. I think he's, he added a lot, but 
I was also happy to see him that, like he says to Chris, you've unleashed something in me. So um, now that he's to that point, I would really love to see them just go really extreme with it, at least at the beginning. Maybe he can come back around later or something like that. But <laughs> I, I don't see any point in making him go back to being villainous unless they're really going to go for it. So I hope they do. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like everyone's coming back. So that's pretty, pretty cool. But we haven't talked much about Miguel and his father, who's the mystery guest for that's going to play his father. I feel like they'll throw a curveball with that too. And he's, we're thinking like bad guy, drug cartel or something. So maybe he'll be some like bookstore owner or something, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Ooh, maybe it'll be real world, not tournament. They'll have to defend themselves for real. Get some real bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. They'll form a strike force. (laughs) (laughs) Strike first and get shot for real. (laughs) That was it for me. I mean, yeah, I, I, that's my only thing that I'm really hoping is that, um, the only specific thing is about Terry Silver, but after a season two, that made me wonder if these guys didn't really know how to extend this past a, the awesome first season. Then with three and four, I'm like, no, they know they do. They're good. So I'm just hopeful that they can keep it up to the same quality. Even if it was exactly the same quality as season four, I'd be stoked. Yeah, I agree. You got to wonder how many more people can they introduce though? (laughs) Their call sheet must be like five pages long. There aren't really many more Karate Kid characters, I don't think. What about Hillary? Do you think they'll bring Hillary Swank? Hillary Swank, right? Maybe, but I don't really care about that i guess i'd have to go watch that movie again i think i only saw it once or twice it was so bad there's the new karate kid too right with jaden smith i think they've said that it's not related so they won't go there but who knows yeah maybe they could totally should have been called kung fu kid by the way since they go to china and they do kung fu Mm. (laughs) i think uh johnny's character is is the most well-developed character and I wonder uh, where his character is going to go in the next season. Like, like Rima was saying a little bit, like, is he going to be, is he going to be a good guy or a bad guy or part of him is going to come out, you know, cause, cause he showed parts of kind of, you know, stereotypical Cobra Kai and, and this one where he was like, you know, if they strike first, we're going to pre-strike. And you're like, he <laughs> <laughs> was a jerk a lot of the time. And, and, but then he was also putting the kids in danger. Very, yeah. He also was like, yeah, put the kids in danger. And, but then he was also like <clears throat> very uh, emotionally mature, like you said, uh, like, you know, with the scene with Robbie. Yeah, and that, so, I don't know. I'm curious how he's going to turn it <laughs> I do think he, he'll probably chase after Miguel, go to Mexico. Yeah, I think so too. I think that'll be part of mm-hmm. it. Wow, Johnny in Mexico. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. going to be fun. Uh, one thing that he said that kind of stuck with me from the very first season, like it was just like a nonchalant comment, but it was pretty racist. Like it, like uh, when Miguel first met him and he goes, oh, great, uh, more immigrants. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. So now he's going to Mexico. <laughs> And they never touched on that again, you know. And, and, and uh, I think he said a couple more racist things over the years. I'm not yeah. sure. He's definitely on the It's mostly line. his ignorance that makes him yeah. racist. Yeah. I don't know if he actually is. Well, 
I mean, when he tried to make dinner and he had like that big old thing of That's salsa right. from Ralph's or whatever. <laughs> it's like he's been stuck in a time capsule. It's like somebody locked him in a in a you know a deep freeze if in 1985, and he's been like woken up. <laughs> kind of like his attitude, and thought, um, way his mind works. Okay, where are totally. we? That was my point. Um, so it's you, my turn. I had, okay. uh, I had, crease the crease and Johnny thing, but we pretty much killed it when they meet for the first time in the locker. And crease tells him he wanted him to win because of how important that would have been for Johnny, and so he, you know his life wouldn't spiral out of control. But I'm thinking, no. You were being a total dick about it. You know, remember the scene outside the tournament at the beginning of the second movie? I think you mentioned it, Jason, when you mm-hmm. when you put Johnny in a chokehold and called him a loser. <laughs> yeah. And then like beat up his friends that were trying to help him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it all comes full circle. It comes full circle and shows that scene when Crease told Tori to fight how she wants yep. after uh, Silver's trying to. Get her, get her to fight, fight dirty. dirty. It's absolutely great script writing, you know, because just when Crease might be developing a heart and a conscience, you know, Silver has him arrested for the whole Stingray thing. <laughs> Build him up and tear him down. Yeah, and it's interesting because Silver had clearly already planned that because he beat the shit out of Stingray and then told him, you're going to tell him that Crease did this. So even before Crease started showing what Terry Silver clearly thought was weakness by like telling Tori, fight how you want. He still had decided, okay, your weakness is Johnny and you're also, my weakness is you. I think that was the most important thing though, that Terry Mm -hmm. identified that his weakness was crease and that he needed to get rid of him. So he wouldn't be constrained by this loyalty that he's felt towards him. Mm -hmm. Right. And also, you know, if he caught it, he said, you want to be in Cobra Kai, you got to do this for me to Stingray. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, oh, man, he's going to be in Cobra Kai again next year. <laughs> yeah, I was. I know. I was kind of bummed. I was like, oh, that means we're probably yeah. going to have Stingray again. We're going to have to see him again. Uh-huh. Oh, well. Maybe we'll um, get beat up again. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's kind of funny they brought it back. Like, hey, dude, come back and be on Cobra Kai again. Oh, what's my role? Well, we're going to beat the shit out of you. And then you're going to frame somebody for it. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to be an annoying tool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. Paycheck. I wonder if he's begging to be on, on that Cobra Kai with a Cobra Kai dojo. <laughs> yeah. Inappropriately yeah. hang out with underage kids. Yep. Creepy. Okay. Callbacks and references. So some of these will be like pop quiz. The first one is uh, the announcer says, Miyagi Do's ready to show the world that they're the best around. What oh, I have that? that in my notes. It's from the song. Yeah. Wait, what song? Uh, you're you're the, the best kid around. Uh, Nothing's gonna oh, keep yeah, you down. Okay. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Nice. Which, by the way, um, I looked online and a lot of people were kind of like, these two episodes are great, except for Claire Underwood. <laughs> and, Carrie Underwood. <laughs> or Carrie Underwood, sorry. Really? It, felt, it did feel kind of shoehorned in to me. Um, it did. Pa- apparently, she's a big fan of the movies and the show. And also, the extras in the audience didn't even know she was going to be there. So, it was their reaction. But I... I oh, was it? I kind of thought 
she should have sang you're the best around because that's what they did in karate kid and they showed a montage of those first mm-hmm. fights but yeah. apparently they didn't want to do that because they thought it would have been too much of a copycat i i disagree i think it would have made it better because as it was it kind of stood out to me and instead they played uh the moment of truth which is the song that played at the end of the credits in karate kid but um i think if it was you're the best around it would have felt less like shoehorned in i don't know maybe it wouldn't have made a difference but i don't i don't know i, I wish i could have seen it and then decided because i yeah. didn't like it either it felt forced and i'm like just because she was available didn't mean you had to let her let her on the show i don't know it did really, feel like it. yeah i like i like carrie underwood i just thought didn't like them i don't know just felt forced to me yeah she also sings the introduction to sunday night football so i was like yeah <laughs> double dose of carrie yeah. carrie's great carrie's great I did like that she said everyone gets their chance in the spotlight. Everyone gets their moment because on this show, that's true. You know, all the actors get like little storylines or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Okay. Um, Eli says to Miguel when they come together to fight, finally a worthy opponent. That's what, that's why I went back and watched that scene when they're fighting other oh, training in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're separated into two teams, and then when they meet at the end, he says the same thing, finally a worthy opponent. Yeah, I know. And by the way, Stingray did win that little competition for Crease's side by hiding under the leaves and coming up like Rambo, and Crease <laughs> said, good work, Stingray. So that kind of a little bit goes against Crease having no respect for him. That was the first time mm-hmm. anyone ever called him Stingray, too, Crease. <laughs> Uh, this is the second All Valley tournament. The first was in season one, the second of the series. I mean, and some big characters who don't compete in the first one are Dimitri, Tori, and Sam. And Crease wasn't there either because he wasn't on the show yet. And the last time Terry Silver and Crease were at a tournament together was in Karate Kid Three. I just thought that was kind of cool. I, it makes sense that the tournament would be longer this time because there's more kids now who know karate. Yeah, by the way, wasn't there like 12 dojos there? <laughs> yeah. If you looked at the scoreboard, there's a whole bunch of uh, dojos, but we only get the drama. I wonder what they think of all the drama between these three dojos. I know. They're like, God, drama queens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of call back. Uh, What's that? What is it? When uh, that scene that was like totally cringeworthy when, uh, when Kenny was beating up uh, Anthony. Yeah. And. And, and then after he beat him up and, and Robbie came in and, and was trying to like console him and he's like, just leave me alone, just leave me alone. And he ran off. I think that was a throwback to when uh, Johnny and, and Daniel were on the beach and, uh, and uh, his girlfriend was trying to oh, console Allie him. Oh, was trying to console him. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just right. leave me alone. And then her friend goes, just leave him alone. It's better if you just leave him alone. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> There was uh, the moment of truth mo- montage when they showed the early tournament rounds. One move that Dimitri does, I think, is just like one of the moves that Daniel did in Karate Kid tournament where he stepped out of the way and then kind of pop, does a quick chop to the other guy's back, which made me wonder if there were more of the exact moves. I'm not sure. But I know like one thing that stood out in Karate Kid was that guy, Daryl Vidal, who was flipping around a lot. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't see anything like that. I mean, some of the, like Robbie and Miguel Robbie had some had some moves and... like that. Yeah. yeah, not quite as much, but yeah. But anyway, speaking of that guy, Daryl Vidal, he 
one of the other dojos that we see here is Locust Valley Karate. Of those 10 that you were just talking about, Rich, that's where Daryl yeah. fought for in Karate Kid. Locust huh. Valley. It's cool. Oh. Still around. <laughs> uh, Daniel tells Sam, you know, we just need one person to win to take the lead. And then there's a segment showing Cobra Kai doing the Miyagi-Do moves because Robbie taught them to them. Mm-hmm. And in Chris versus Tyler, I mean Kyler, Kyler does sand the floor, wax on, wax off, and paint the fence. And then Kenny versus Nate, Kenny does the drum technique that I've been I was wanting to say, there's to see. the drum. I, I <laughs> yeah. thought of you when I saw that. I was <laughs> like, there's the drum. <laughs> Although in front of you couldn't really tell what they were doing. And here it just looks like he's blocking with two hands. Um, and then we see another Cobra Kai guy who I don't think you can really tell who it is grabbing a Miyagi-Do and slamming him, slamming him down. And there's a flashback to Daniel showing Robbie how to do that move using a car jack. Yep. And <laughs> it made me wonder if we'll ever see the crane technique again. I kind of doubt it because it would be hard to top the impact of that in Karate yeah. Kid. Yeah. He did try it in Karate Kid too, and Chosen countered it, I think. John, Johnny, Johnny moment. almost did it. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. Daniel's like, screw you. He's like, what? Come on. Let's go. After, see if you can get this one, Dan. After Devin loses Devin Lee, that girl, new girl student, and Johnny asks her if they still have a chance of winning, she says, if the right female fighters get eliminated and Miguel makes it to the final and wins, then there's a chance. And then Johnny looks over at Miguel and goes, good chance. Uh, It sounds familiar, but I can't replace it. I don't know. (laughs) That's when uh, Daniel's in the locker room after being injured. Oh yeah. And he goes, do you think I had a chance of winning? And Miyagi's like, win, lose, no matter. And he goes, that's not what I mean. He goes, I, Good chance. (laughs) I thought it was cool to hear the judge say point LaRusso when Sam fights because we haven't heard anyone say that since Karate Kid. And then you hear point LaRusso and Johnny goes, yes, which we've never seen before. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Robbie fights Kenny. Kenny gets a point. Kreese calls timeout. Ref says, go to your sensei. Chris says, are you fighting your friend or your opponent? I thought you wanted to be a champion. That's like in Karate Kid when Daniel had two points on Johnny. Chris calls timeout. Ref says, go to your sensei. Someone in the audience says, Johnny, you're a creep puff. And then Chris wipes his nose and says, sweep the leg. Both times it's the Chris telling them to be more brutal in the fight. Uh, Eli and Robbie uh, run out the clock and, um, then it goes to sudden death and he says, you know, the announcer says the championship match will be decided for the first time since 1985 by sudden death. What is that in reference to? Oh, that was the first karate movie. When Daniel and Johnny had to fight, right? Nope. And he did the crane move. Nope. Yeah, that wasn't sudden death. I don't know. I was wondering that too. I was wondering, I was wondering, is that from the tournament in the very first karate kid? I, I couldn't place it. That's Daniel's fight with Mike Barnes. I was just getting, I was just thinking three, and was it sudden death? Him yeah, and Mike Barnes. Okay, which is the only reason he won, right? Yes, they engineered that fight so that Daniel could get the shit beat out of him, and then just with one little <laughs> dinky punch, win the whole thing. 
But look what it did for his confidence. <laughs> That's right. He thought it was the best. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, let's see. Oh, the announcer says, coached by her father and sensei, two-time All-Valley All Championship, Daniel LaRusso, who I've just been informed will be joined by sensei Johnny Lawrence. And then Daniel comes out and whispers something to him and he goes, oh, I stand corrected, fellow two-time All-Valley Champion, sensei Johnny Lawrence. I'm right. so glad they finally remembered that Johnny is also a two-time yeah, that champion. Was cool. Yeah. But that reminded me of when the announcer says, um, Miyagi Do Karate, and he goes, Miyagi Do, Miyagi Do Karate. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see if this one's worth doing. Oh, well, so Tori accidentally elbowed Sam to the face. They did another go to your senseis. Terry says she comes in like that again. Give her a shot to the other eye. She can't see. She can't fight. Which is it's like the Quicksilver method. Yeah, <laughs> man can't stand. He can't fight. It's all about. We got two out of the three. <laughs> but yep. uh, then she goes, "Won't I just? Won't I get disqualified?" And he goes, "Why?" She ran into your elbow. Just disguise it as a counter. Well, in Karate Kid Three, he told Daniel. Terry Silver, if you hit him square in the nose, he'll be blinded by his tears and choke on his own blood, Daniel. But that but that would be face contact. I'd be disqualified. He ran into your fist. Not your fault, right? <laughs> and then uh, in the final match between Samantha and Tori, she does the same kata that Daniel did just before the last point with Mike Barnes and Karate Kid 3, the Miyagi-Do family kata. Hmm. This is when I don't know if it's not r- real or or if it is, but when after Tori won and she said to Samantha, hey, you all right? I kind of wondered if that was a nod to Karate Kid when Daniel won and Johnny said, you're all right, LaRusso. Yeah. Either way, I, I really want them to, rem- I want the show to bring that up to see what Johnny says about it. You know? The you're all right remark? Yeah, because he... Daniel kicked him in the face and then he's like, you're all right, LaRusso. And I really want him to say why he said that or, you know, just react to it or something. Uh, so Terry Silver gets to have his dojos open and he, in Karate Kid 3, he made a speech just before the final fight with Daniel and Mike Barnes announced that he was partnering with Kreese and was going to open a chain of Cobra Kai dojos, but they ended up not doing it. But this time he did that kind of a similar speech right after the tournament and announced they would be opening them up. And I think it's going to happen for sure. Now I think, I don't know, maybe not. I kind of hope so. I want to see what would happen. Well, they did move locations off the uh, original one that they had there. Yeah. I didn't understand. Mm. Why did, why did Johnny go over there? Uh, I don't know. Um, maybe he was going to confront either silver or crease. Maybe crease. Okay, maybe. Maybe I I I don't I don't know either. Good just, point. I don't know. I'm also not sure, sure why they don't keep that dojo open because I was thinking maybe they don't think it's a good enough dojo, but they are going to open one at the old original one. I bet I they I bet they go back good. to the I bet they go back to the original. Like I mean they they showed it, so I feel like you're not going to show a chain. it. Well, right, they're but I, I bet a chain. Why not keep one that they already have? Um. I don't know. Maybe the location. I don't know. It's in a strip mall and they kind of always made fun of it, you know, about the location <laughs> and stuff. And then the last one I have is just that Daniel, you know, he made this big thing about how he wanted to honor Miyagi's teachings. But 
what he neglected to mention is like the whole plot of Karate Kid 3 is that he keeps bugging Miyagi to let him do the tournament and Miyagi won't sign the permission slip. So if he really cared about that, he wouldn't be having these kids do these tournaments so much, I don't think. Because <laughs> Miyagi didn't want him to do tournaments. Maybe Johnny went over there to concede defeat. Because he's supposed to not teach anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. he was going to go over there and say, all right, you won. Maybe. I'm out. I don't think they really said why. No. Okay. Any random notes, Dan? Anything else we didn't talk about yet? Uh, well, just what you said about um, uh, Miyagi not wanting to do tournaments. Reminds me of like when I did Taekwondo for a lot of years and and we never went to tournaments and that, that was kind of the philosophy because like Taekwondo was for life and tournaments were just like for points kind of thing. And uh, but, but even though uh, I relate to Miyagi-Do in that way, like in general, I, I relate to these shows a lot from when I was in high school just because it's like a hyperbole of what my high school years were like, like mm-hmm. Taekwondo was like a, you know, martial arts was like a part of, part of my life. And it was just, I was kind of in a, a martial art culture all the way through high school. And, and there was issues with dads and, and uh, um, our teachers and instructors and, and uh, you know, there weren't any karate wars or anything like that, or gangs or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, but there's a, it just it brings back a lot of those feelings. It's kind of it, what attracts me to the show a lot. I bet. How often do you think about uh, your sensei and uh, taekwondo? Pretty like uh, I'm, just the fact that I haven't seen him or talked to him in probably twenty years. Um, considering that, quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, like he had a huge influence on my life and like, I, I think about some things that I do and how I think about things and my perspective on life. And it comes from, from him. I, like, I didn't realize it, but just how he was and how he looked at life. He was kind of like a cool collective type guy, but very like mysterious. And I find myself like thinking of that as like a, like an ideal or something to, to shoot for. <laughs> hmm. Well, I remember cool. you got, you decided you wanted to try tournaments at one point, right? And it was kind of against his wishes, I guess. Sort of. I, I decided I, I wanted to train for the Olympics. And uh, oh, yeah. and he said, okay, I'll train you. To And um, <clears throat> I had been doing Taekwondo since I was five and I was like 25 or something. Um, and he said, okay, I'll train you. And but then he had like troubles with the, with the studio and it closed down and he, I think he was having like personal issues of whether he wanted to continue. And, and I wasn't going to tournaments and I was like, well, shit, I have to compete in tournaments if I want to get ready for the the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of went to a few tournaments behind his back (laughs) and, uh, and Carl was my coach. (laughs) Carl, the high school. Yeah. He, He also did Taekwondo. He was like a, Taekwondo buddy. So yeah, and uh, um, ended up dropping out of training for the Olympics because they decided not to put Taekwondo in the Olympics that year. But uh, oh. <laughs> but uh, Damn. 
but it was, um, but yeah, just kind of, that was an example, I guess, of the drama that happened because of my martial arts history. <laughs> yeah. All the I, way to 25. I, I, I like that. I think that's cool. Cause it's like, you know, the show has, you know, um, or demonstrates such a strong bond with the senseis and their, and their students and, you know, the impact that, um, the senseis have on those kids' lives and the influence that they have. And then when you talk about the relationship that you had with your sensei, and even after 20 years of not, you know, um, you know, working under your sensei and not having even talked to him, that he still, that you still think about him often and things that he, you know, taught you and influenced you. I think that's really cool. Awesome. Glad he was a good sensei and not a crease. <laughs> right. He was a great guy. He really cared about his students a lot. All that's of us. Awesome. He's a great guy. David, was his name David? Yeah, David Spinella. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get back to just finishing this up. Does anybody have any random notes or anything? Rima. Uh, one thing I want to we we've talked about most of my notes, but one thing that really stood out that I really really enjoyed uh, that I just got a kick out of this that particular scene when Danny Daniel uh, and Johnny finally kind of came um, to each other and they finally kind of had some respect for each other. They both apologized to each other. And when they both um, were facing each other and you got to see the crowd of the tournament there, um, it, it it was just so cool because like the last time that they were at a tournament, well, I mean, the last time in Cobra Kai, they were still at odds. But like thinking back of when they were like um, fighting each other, but then to see them, um, you know, getting along and kind of um, seeing eye to eye at that point and it being at the Even tournament like was like such a big... each other and... Showing yeah, respect and everything. I yeah. love that. I love Who'd that it was at thought. the tournament. I know. I was like, oh my god, I love this so much. Seeing these two come together at a tournament. Mm -hmm. And if that had happened at the end of season one, it would have seemed like BS. But exactly, they took their time with it, so it was. Yeah. I, yeah, I loved it too. I did too. So that's really the only thing I wanted to call out that we haven't talked about. There was some good Star Wars banter between Dimitri and Hawk. I thought that was oh cool. yeah, yeah. Awesome. some of the Star Wars references. It didn't really work though. <laughs> he said you have the high ground, and then he went out and got beat. But I mean, it's Robbie. Come on, yeah. Dimitri yeah. can't beat Robbie. <laughs> right. He fought really well. Though. I was so proud of Dimitri. Yeah. Yeah, he he was like the only one who lo who loses. But then when the when Daniel says you did good out there, he was like all happy. He was like, cool, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand that. Robbie's one of the best ones, and mm -hmm. um, yeah. I loved how Johnny too would be like to to Devin, like, hey, you did great, and you haven't even been doing this long. Don't let it get to you. He he said that to. Uh, I think he said it to Robbie too. Don't 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 let this get to you. It's trust me. Right. And um it's because he'd been stewing on it for thirty five years or whatever. He doesn't <laughs> want it that for his students, but it's nice that yep. he cares, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cares enough to say something, right? Yeah. Uh that was it for my notes, yeah. Okay. Uh, I just have a couple. I, I really liked how as the cops were dragging Crease away, Terry's standing there drinking champagne. And his patented symphonic violin music comes up and he's like conducting with one hand as if he's conducting the uh, just machinations that he just accomplished, right. you know, that he just <laughs> perpetrated. And it really tied that music. I've always thought about that music for him, but it tied 
that to him. It's like he thinks he's the symphony of or the yeah. conductor of all this stuff. I, I just thought that was so cool. The way they did that. Uh in Karate Kid 3, Terry Silver's company was called Dynatox. <laughs> and I kind of wonder if it's still called that. And he would dump toxic Dynatox. slugs. <laughs> uh one funny line Daniel said to Eli, How you feeling? I'm okay, not exactly thrilled to be fighting my friend, meaning Miguel. And then Dimitri says, it doesn't help that nobody's ever beaten Miguel either. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Uh, Dimitri was funny in, in general. I like when uh, when Eli uh, took off his gi. And, well, Robbie took it off first and threw it to Tori. And then Eli took off his gi and threw it to Dimitri. <laughs> Dimitri had a look on his face like, what the? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> then there's a little hawk sound. <laughs> oh, I love that when he does like his little like shoulder blade, shoulder, yeah, yeah and then get the hawk thing. And I'm like, oh, hawk is back. That's cool. A uh, couple more notes. Daniel said to Johnny, "Let's team up again." Did that mean just team up in that moment to help Sam, or something more? I think so, because he he did say something else about it, not. Be an Eagle fan for just tonight. Or okay. Something. Yeah, 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 I, guess yeah. Uh, I was thinking if Miguel hadn't bailed, then maybe Johnny and Daniel, you know, maybe Eagle Fang would have won. So it was kind of Johnny. It was on Johnny because he kind of messed up with Miguel. But I don't know. It would have been. I don't know. Yeah. You ever pulled a muscle in your back? <laughs> not something you bounce back from yeah. in 30 minutes. Remember when we yeah, went to Rainbow minutes. Pools and I couldn't walk for like three days after that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. Um, and then the last thing is just, you know, I always talk about how this show's about um, surrogate fathers and absent fathers. And I was thinking about it and I actually kind of identify more with Johnny than Daniel in some ways because all three of us, me, Johnny and Daniel had absent fathers and we were all grown up and trying to be good dads ourselves. But Daniel got Mr. Miyagi and Johnny just got asshole stepfathers like me. So yeah, <laughs> that's one way where this series has made me feel like more on Johnny's side. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even though Daniel's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's it. We got some feedback. We'll take a little break. We'll get back to the feedback and some news. Stay with us. All right, we're back. It's time for the news. All right, just a couple small items this week because we've kind of talked um, a little bit throughout since it came out. But there was um, just a little piece uh, of an interview from Variety where they were talking to the showrunners, and they did ask uh, Josh Held. Uh, they said, what, if anything, can you reveal about season five? Will it be out in 2022? Uh, he says, uh, there's a great assumption and expectation 
season five will be released in 2022. We don't have a release date yet, so I can't speak from a position of authority, but I have every reason to believe and expect, based on the drumbeat of where we are, that it will come out this year. We finished production, we're in post-production, so we're now just starting to have a lot of conversations about licensing and making choices. And they were kind of talking about some of the songs and stuff, so then they were talking about licensing. Mm. It was for, like, the music and stuff. So, no date yet. Well, that could be December 31st, like the last season came out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it might be. It could be technically this year in December again, but uh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, they at least want to get it out this year. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I do like that they were. I mean, they're already kind of ahead of ahead of it, you know, than where they were with you know season four and it coming out. So I don't know. Um, but we'll see. Um, there was um, from Shubby's cheat sheet. They were talking about the reason why the women's competition uh, decided the All-Valley Karate Tournament. Um, it sounds like, um, you know, that was something that they decided to go with. And um, they said, uh, by the finale, the score was such that the women's competition would decide the final score. Schlossberg, who's one of the showrunners, said that they also uh, contemplated other uh, permuta- permutations of the All-Valley. He says... I think we just went with what we felt was the best for the story of this season. Uh, There's different ways that we were going. As soon as we made the decision that Miguel wouldn't be in the uh, finals, you start to wonder, well, where are the stakes and what's going to be the most fulfilling ending? We laid laid it out how it is. All different kinds of discussions over the combinations, uh, permutations of what would happen at the tournament. That was just what we felt would be the most entertaining um, in that order. Um, Josh Held said it was important to make Tori uh, and Samantha the deciding fight. He said ever since the high school fight in season two, Tori's kept coming after uh, Samantha. Samantha struck back in season four, humiliating Tori at work. So seeing them fight in an official tournament capacity was satisfying. He said this really was the rivalry of the season. Tori Sam, you know, continues from season three. There's a lot of a lot left unresolved after that, and uh, that needed. Um, the most momentous moment, whereas the boys fight was really a battle for each of them individually overcoming their own issues with their own selves and their own dojos. This was really mm-hmm. about this rivalry. And this felt like um, it was well placed as the climax. It was. Agreed. Yep. I agree with all that. <clears throat> yep. So that's it. That's all I've got. Nice. Cool. All right. Let's get into some listener feedback. We'll take turns. Dan, we'll go first. Sure. So uh, Gemma Hall says, I love the season finale. I love Carrie Underwood and the moment of truth. That son, that son of a gun, Terry Silver, is still as diabolic as ever, and he cheated to win. The fight scenes were epic, though, and I was, I was so impressed with Dimitri, Hawk, and even Robbie. My heart broke for Miguel, though. So good to see Chosen at the end, and I do feel a bit sorry for Crease. Until next year. Uh, to feel sorry for Crease. Gosh, that's hard to say. Isn't it weird to, to <laughs> uh, think that? Yeah. A little sorry for him. I wonder if um, Johnny will end up being Miguel's dad. Like that'll be the resolution to their story. Johnny? Mm. Miguel's dad? Johnny? I mean, I mean, no, I don't mean it's real. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll marry Carmen and oh, okay. his father. <laughs> Well, there's this whole speculation as because, to who Miguel's father is. Because, you know, the whole thing is J- Miguel doesn't trust that Johnny really cares about him. And mm-hmm. so maybe. I don't know. Oh, like so then, him, yeah. yeah. Miguel and Robbie will be brothers. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Juan Frausto says, great episodes, great season. Are we starting to see a softer side to Tori? Will she and Robbie make the switch to Miyagi-Do? I tried to wait with you and only watch two episodes per week, but I fail. Can't believe we have to wait until 2023 for season five. Love the podcast. Mm. Emily Rochetti says, I love these two episodes. They made up for the middle episodes, which I thought were fine, but not great. The fights were simply awesome. Some of your predictions were actually good. Can't wait to hear you guys talk about it. Yes. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, she's with you on that, Dan, about the middle episodes. Yep. Yeah, I think I've read similar online, too. People feel that way. Kelly Burgess says, I feel like these two episodes completely redeemed the middle episodes, which I thought were subpar for the series. Hey, there you go. The finale nailed it and left me excited for the next season. Love the tournament, especially when Daniel had Johnny join him for a, a Samantha's fight. That was a great moment. Alma Contreras says, honestly, I expected a little more at the tournament. Dimitri did not disappoint. I love that kid. I was surprised that, that Eli got his mojo back, but very glad. I love the part where he took his shirt off. Ha ha ha. LOL. All, all in all, I like the season. Uh, and I look forward to Miyagi Fang next season. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what what did she want? What did you want at the tournament? Maybe she wanted <laughs> someone to die. You <laughs> <laughs> wanted Stingray to show up. <laughs> yeah. Oi. Wyman Owen says, I was so impressed with the season. I binged 8.5 episodes on drop day. Finished um, the season on day two. Silver is pure evil. Turning on the man who saved your life? I guess he struck first. I enjoyed all the callbacks to the movies. The essence of Miyagi is always present. I actually thought Sam was going to win. I really hope Tori has a conscience and tells someone what she saw. And man, I can't wait to see what Daniel and Chosen conjure up for Silver going forward. It is so good. I want more. Like now. <laughs> I'm ready for The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. wonder if they'll ever show the ghost of Miyagi. I was kind of thinking that's what he was going to see at the grave. I was like, are they yeah. he's talking to somebody? Uh, Tiffany Thabalt says, I have never seen the Karate Kid movies. I know, shocking, but I grew up in France, and although I had heard of it, I guess it wasn't on my radar. So I wasn't keen on watching the series. I started it after listening to Jason and company talking about it on other podcasts, and I got hooked. Obviously, there is some 80s nostalgia. The fact that the series is unpredictable and highly entertaining. Also, it's good escapism from real life. After recommending it to my 15-year-old son, who obviously refused at first, I also converted him. Our favorite is Johnny. My son says he is a badass. I just love that he is stuck in the 80s when I grew up, but also that he is adapting to nowadays. My only negatives are the teenagers, which I find a bit too American cliche to my French tastes. I love the podcasts, and although I binge-watched the series at Xmas, I am still listening to them. I am looking forward to watching season five with my son this time. Nice. Oh, That's fun. really cool, but I definitely, I told her this on Facebook, but I think you guys should watch, at least watch Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Totally. At least the first You'll one. You'll appreciate the series more, yeah. Yeah. It's full 80s. Your kids watch <laughs> the Cobra Kai, Jason? Yep. Yeah. Nico loves it. Yeah. He doesn't even care about Boba Fett. He just wants to watch Cobra Kai. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. 
Mike Mulcahy says, love the season and love the coverage. The three of you are the perfect trio to cover this series. Aw. Aw. Thanks, thank Mike. You. Thanks, Mike. Nice. All right. We got a few calls. I wrote Steve Brow, but it's Steve Brown. Hello, House Podcast. This is Steve, and this is for the last two episodes of Cobra Kai. Well, that's right. Last year, Robbie was Miyagi-Do, and Miguel was Cobra Kai and won the championship. Different karate dojos are in the valley. How big is the valley? I never knew that, even when I lived in California. <laughs> so Kenny is old enough to compete? Ooh, and now they're showing the mistakes that some of these dojos are making. This skills competition editing was so fast, it's going to take you guys breaking it down to help me out here. <laughs> the tighter the vice is around their metaphorical balls. <laughs> oh, and a great song choice as well. Carrie Underwood. Tornado kick that Miguel just did to win that quarterfinal match. I think Hawk got his confidence back right there. Nice kiss. <laughs> Won't it be interesting if Robbie loses his fight and then Kenny fights Hawk in the finals? So we had to have Daniel and Johnny kind of go separate ways, right? That's what that was right there. Their little exchange before Hawk and uh, Miguel's fight. Well, I guess that was the flying tornado kick and it broke his own leg. Oh, he's back again. Oh, no. There's the fall. And now we go into the final episode. Um, I will try to not make this go long. All the Star Wars stuff, and even a Revenge of the Sith. Kenny, uh. now you're the bully. <laughs> the right decision, Miguel, not to fight. Well, defense, focus, power. That's the same thing Mr. Miyagi said. Oh, I Good about fight that. between Eli and Key and Robbie. Death overtime. That was the Michael, Mike Barnes, Daniel Russo fight, right? It's fight club, no shirts, no shoes. Okay, <laughs> are we going to end with these guys being friends again? Aw, Danny and Johnny. <laughs> that was the flying tornado kick that time. A good fight here. 2-2. Two, two. Oh. Terry Silver paid off the ref. Still a lot of time left, and we've got a wrap-up Stingray story, right? Oh, uh, Rima, or whoever said it last week, you're right. Johnny Lawrence. That's his weakness. Oh, Terry Silver with the mind games. and ooh. Oh, and here we go. We're going to get the return of Mike Barnes because John Kreese is going to jail. I set up for next season. All right. Can't wait to hear you guys talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Great. He's a one-man. He podcast. does that every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Steve. Here's Mike Caruso. Hey guys, Mike from Cincinnati again, and just wow, I I really enjoyed these two episodes. I really liked the tournament. I I, I thought it was really cool, the new format, and uh, I I was not entirely surprised by the outcome. I kind of figured Cobra Kai would win to sort of keep the drama going, but we all know they didn't really win. Right. We all know that Terry Silver cheated uh, Miyagi-Do out of that. But I just loved everything. I, I finally got what I wanted, which was kind of um, a, 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 a form of martial arts somewhere in between Eagle Fang and Miyagi-Do. And I really liked that. And I just thought it was so cool that they pulled Miyagi actually into that, like a quote from a previous movie. I just thought that was really cool. I didn't see that coming. And I also didn't see Robbie and Johnny making up coming. That really surprised me. Uh, surprised me so much. I kind of thought Miguel was going to walk in at that moment and like kind of see them hugging and like run off pissed off or upset, uh, you know, to kind of ramp up the drama. That I was just not expecting them to actually make up that that one I liked. Um, I also really like where I think they're going with Johnny and Miguel. Johnny was really breaking my heart there. Um you know, pressuring Miguel to go back out and fight, but he did realize the error of his ways there. And I, I, I get the sense that like, he said, he's going to go after Miguel. I kind of feel like 
he might catch Miguel, catch up with Miguel before he gets to Mexico City. I don't think he's going to turn him around. I think it could be like a Johnny Miguel, you know, road trip. We get a couple episodes of them going uh, to find Miguel's dad, um, possibly. And I just feel like that could be a lot of fun and also lend itself to a lot of humor. So I'm not 100% sure that that's what they're going to do. But that's sort of the sense I get. Maybe you guys got the same sense. Uh, but otherwise, man, it's going to be a really long off season, and I'm really excited to get back to Cobra Kai for season five. Hopefully we get it a little sooner than uh, next December um, or early January. Hopefully it's uh, like late summer, uh, early fall or something. That would be pretty sweet since I know they're done filming it. But thanks a lot, guys. Really enjoyed your coverage this year and um, felt really special to be a part of it, calling in and everything. So thanks a lot, guys. I uh, can't wait to hear what you have to say. Bye. Cool. And go Bengals. Yay! They did. <laughs> yeah, they're in the Super Bowl. They they did it. Yep. Uh, that's a good call, Mike. I'm glad that you uh, called in several times this season. It was really fun to have you be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate it. And, and uh, thank you. I love that. Yeah, the Johnny Miguel road trip in Mexico, so Miguel can maybe kind of help him along a little bit. <laughs> that would be fun. I wonder if. I wonder if we'll get a lot of Miguel in season five, though. Isn't he, isn't the reason, and I mean, I, I feel like it's part of the story anyway, because we talk so much about Miguel's dad since like season one. Um, So it feels kind of natural that finally now he's kind of going on that journey. But also, isn't he off to film that movie? Oh, is, Beetle? Yeah, is Uh-oh. he getting, I wonder if that's going to I think I heard it. him talking about storyline in Mexico, though, the actor. Okay. I think I read him talking about that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I Nico, when I was watching it a second time, I watched these all three times, by the way, this time. And when I was watching it the second time and uh, Robbie was hugging Johnny, Nico's like, Miguel's going to walk in. <laughs> <laughs> he was worried. Huh? Same thing. All right. Two more calls. Here's Jonathan Bookalil. Hello, Jason, Richard, and of course, Rima. Another great season from Cobra Kai. I don't know how they do it, but as cheesy as it is, I just love watching this show. (laughs) The All Valley was so good and so bad, but I still got chills in most of the fights. And I kept swapping who I was rooting for. I even felt bad for Kreese. They really did an amazing job with the fight choreography. Plus, Carrie Underwood randomness was random but awesome. Shirtless Eli and Robbie were very (laughs) shirtless. And without going to Johnny, Tori looked super hot at the prom. I'm excited for next season in Mexico, hopefully. Miyagi Fang on the road. Anthony will have another growth spurt and be huge. But Stingray, you broke my heart. Now where can I get that badass red eagle fang gee? What a great season. What are we watching next? I bet they're going to be on Etsy if they're not there already. I'm sorry, I didn't hear anything Jonathan said after he said my name. <laughs> oh, you should listen. <laughs> I know. He, uh, I got a little bit of a chill there, too. Real yeah, like, he, We know. just covered Jaws on Walking Dead cast, and uh, Jonathan called in and left a story about his encounter with a great white shark that was pretty oh, amazing. Shit. So, really? If I you guys like Jonathan's uh, voice, you should definitely fire up that podcast and just skip to the listener feedback section. (laughs) It's a good one. Okay. One more call is from Ben. I'm excited because Ben, um, you know, had been predicting that Miguel was going to be, uh, that 
Terry Silver Terry was going to be Miguel's dad. And mm-hmm. I know he loves the show and he, you know, he binged the whole thing. But anyway, I'm excited to hear what he's got to say. Here we go. And in the valley, so they say, is John Kreese's conscience grew three sizes, <laughs> two sizes, half a size that day. <laughs> hey, Jason, Rima, and Rich. Ben here letting you some feedback for Cobra Kai season four, episodes nine and ten. I'm going to try to be as quick as possible because I have a lot to say and I don't want to take too long. First things first, it appears the prediction I had of Terry Silver being Miguel's father was incorrect, and you know what? I'm okay with it. I honestly don't think it could have played out any better with Terry not only falling back into a form of his old self uh, by the end of the season, but also him becoming what looks like the real villain of season five, since Daniel, Johnny, Kreese, and maybe even Tori have issues with him. I mean, Tori remains to be seen, but something tells me with the way her character matured over the last few episodes, she's not going to be happy that someone had to cheat to help her win, and she's going to want to prove that she can do it on her own. Whether that's with Cobra Kai, Miyagi-Do, or Eagle Fang, well, we're just going to have to wait and see. As for Miguel's mm-hmm. father, though, what if I said it's not Terry Silver, but it's Mike Barnes? I'm not going to do that, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm pretty sure we're probably going to see uh, <laughs> Barnes and maybe even Snake return as Terry's quote-unquote yep, old Snake. friend or two next season. I honestly now have no idea who Miguel's father is, but I think what we are going to see is another separation of Daniel and Johnny's characters, at least in the beginning of the season, not in differences, but physically, in that Daniel will be concentrating on taking down Cobra Kai, while Johnny will be on a bring-him-home mission to get Miguel home from Mexico. Antics will ensue. Uh, And speaking of Daniel taking down Cobra Kai, he may not be allowed to teach in the Valley, but that doesn't mean that Chozan can't. Holy shit did I yell when the camera panned over and standing there was Chosen. I did not see that coming at all. Uh, Last note, the Mm. Old Valley tournament, these scenes were amazing, and the matches were unbelievable. Carrie Underwood, I could have done without that, though. Uh, Way to go from product placement to celebrity placement, Cobra (laughs) Kai. Anyway, as I said, these fights were fantastic. And Hawk being the best around, see what I did there, uh, was just thrilling. Lastly, Daniel telling the announcer that he's being helped by fellow two-time All-Valley champion Johnny Lawrence. That was a super show of respect, and I got chills when that happened. Classy move, LaRusso. Classy, classy move. (laughs) Great coverage of season four, as always, and mad props for being able to watch week to week. It's something I'm just not able to do. Maybe I'll try for season five, but I make no promises. I can't wait for season five and your coverage of it. It's all going to be top notch. Jason, Rima, Rich, thank you, and bye. (laughs) That was great. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, I I forgot, but as he was saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's, well, there's Terry Silver, Mike Barnes, the bad boy of karate, Snake, and their friend Dennis. Snake. Who is Snake? (laughs) He needs a clever nickname like Penis Breath or something. I know. He's uh, in Karate Kid 3 when Mike would bust into the bonsai shop and start threatening Daniel. There would be two goons with him, Snake and Dennis. Uh, He was the main thug, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. like, sign this. (laughs) Dennis the Menace? All right, that is our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Glad you wanted to come join us. Yeah, you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. If you guys, well, what, Jonathan asked, what's next? And um, well, we're still, you know, working on Book of Boba Fett. There's two more episodes. You haven't seen the most recent one yet, huh, Rich? No, I'm gonna watch it uh, after this. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Cool. Um, but anyway, after that. Uh, what is next? 
We don't really have anything planned for um, House Podcastica until another one of the shows that we've already covered pops back up. I'm looking forward you know, to The Mandalorian, if that ever happens. Yeah, Mandalorian, Handmaid's Tale, uh, Yellow Jackets we, we really loved. Um, but also, I imagine we'll cover House of the Dragon and um, yes. probably Lord of the Rings, too. Those are both later this year, though. So in the, there's going to be probably a little gap here once we're done with Book of Boba Fett, unless something that we've already covered springs back up. Mm. Uh, but if you want to write in, record a message, well, should we even do all that stuff? I mean, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Just we'll see you next Send time. Come guys on. If yeah. you're, Boba Fett. <laughs> if, you're, uh, if you're a fan of Boba Fett, stay tuned. We'll have one out in a few days. All right, that is our show. Thanks for listening. Always remember, soap on, crap off. Soap on, crap off. <laughs>